Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Watch. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in this Monday night to multi-national poetry award in fact three-time national poetry award winning poet radio this is voices behind the pen you're being hosted by black ice joining us this evening also is sister mary rogers and our sister natalie shields this is misconception i am going to check in with the team see how you folks are doing but before i do that i want to acknowledge the people that we do also see on the line with us brother oh we'll be right out there to you and some more chicago family let's go ahead and check in sister mary rogers peace and love and welcome to voices on the pen how are you sis i'm good and yourself all right all right happy to have you here with us again welcome and sister natalie what's going on with you in your neck of the woods there um, a lot of plans. Uh, this looks like a very exciting week, and uh, I'm feeling really good right now. That's what's up. That's what's up. Any events coming up you want to let the folks know about? Um, I have an audition Thursday in Chicago on the south side, and I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm just doing a lot of connecting with uh, it's this group called the Breakbeat Poets. And uh, they are a group of poets that travel around the world. They are speakers and performers, and I'm trying to get them to speak at Chicago State University. So I'm trying to hook them up. <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. That's what's up. That's what we do, network and bring it together. And uh, I do know that we have coming up here November 28th. I don't want to take the glory away, but i got to say it. Black Ice is presenting his very first spoken word stage play to us. He saw the best when everyone saw the worst in us. It's going to be Saturday, November 28th here in Chicago at the Quarry. I am super excited. That's 2423 East 75th. And the closer to the day, the more excited I am to see what's going on. So, folks, get in tune with us and make sure you come out. But I'm going to hop on over to you, Black Ice. What's going on, sir? You know, I am excited. We are two weeks away from the hit stage play, He Saw the Best. And, again, this play was a play that was inspired. Um, The concept was inspired from God. Um, I got a phone call while I was in New Jersey at the National Poetry Awards from my brother-in-law telling me that he wanted to give me something that God had gave to him to give to me. And he started to talk about this title he saw the best. He said, I'm pretty sure you know the gospel song, but I don't know why he gave me that to give to you, but I'm giving it to you. He was like, I've seen your journey. When other people didn't believe in you, you believed in yourself. Out of all you've been through with the loss of your son and other things, here you are today. You're traveling the world. You're traveling the country. You're, 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 continu- you're continuing with your ministry of spoken word. So he was like, Whatever you do with it, I don't know whether you're going to write a piece about it or whatever, but I'm giving it to you. As he spoke, I began to think about other poets that were connected with me in my network that had powerful testimonies. 
And as soon as I got off the phone with him, I started an inbox thread because I didn't want to let that inspiration that he had sparked inside of me die. I started to sharing with them the vision. They said, cool, I'm down. We started getting things together, and um, I'm excited about the progress that we've made. And um, I can't wait until the 28th when we let the whole world see he saw the best. That's what's up. I am excited. I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. So we're just inboxing if you inboxing you if we're looking for the tickets or is there um the event brightly um that you want to share to the folks or tell them where to find it? Look, look, we can do Chase Quick Pay. We can pay over the phone. We can do Eventbrite. Just click on the link and go ahead and get it online. We can meet up in person. I don't care what we need to do but we can get you a ticket in your hand. And for those of you out there say, well, Black Iceman, I really want to come, and I really can't afford to come, we can even work off something with you too. So there is no excuse why you shouldn't be at He Saw the Best, Saturday, November the 28th, 2015, at the Quarry Event Center in Chicago. That's what's up. I'm excited. All right, all right. Let's see what's up with Brother Rob out there on the East Coast. Brother Rob, what's good with you, man? Chilling like a mug, man. Chilling like a mug, man. A little tardy and stuff, but I'm in the house and stuff, brother. What's good? Absolutely, my brother. Absolutely. We are um, getting ready and geared up, and, and, and the engine is, is turned on now. We're about to take flight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the three-time National Poetry Award-winning P.O.E.T., People of Extraordinary Talent Radio, hosted by Black Eyes, here with us on the line tonight. We have our sister Natalie Shields, Gary, Indiana, our brother Rob the Poet, um, Washington, uh, D.C. Uh, we have Misconception on the line from Chicago, and of course, yours truly, King of Poetry, Black Ice, representing the P.O.E.T. family, um, international family. Um, we want to take a moment send out prayers for those who were uh, bombed in Paris and the mm-hmm. family of those who uh, lost lives in Paris. We want to um, we want to do that. Um, there's a lot of things going around on Facebook, especially with black people in this country. And unless you stand our struggle, you won't understand a lot of things that are written and a lot of things that are said. Um, I understand the frustration of my people, but a loss of life is a loss of a life, no matter what color. However, in addition to that, in addition to praying for Paris, the reason why the frustration is there is because when tragedies happen that involve people of African descent, we don't see the media coverage the same as we see it for other races of people. It has nothing to do with the Paris issue or the Paris event, but this is why you're starting to see frustration. Did anybody see the news coverage like this in April when over 147 people were killed at a college in Kenya by terrorists? I don't recall it, honestly. And most people didn't even know about it, you know. And so, again, we have to put those things into play, ask those tough questions. And we understand for those who may be white, 
that listen to our shows or that are friends on our Facebook page? Why should that matter? And, again, you are proper in asking that question, but we are also proper in answering that question. All lives should matter. They should be equally as valuable. But when you don't treat them as if they're equally as valuable, that causes some of us to stand up and say, hey, black lives matter also. And so, again, we just want you to understand where we come from. It's not talking about you personally. We know to you our white counterparts, our our friends, our coworkers, we know to you all life is the same. And to us, all life is the same. But you are not the one that control the media coverage. You are not the one that's in power. So we have to address those who have the power and the capability to suppress certain stories that some deem to be not important as it relates to the black involvement of that story. Just something to think about. We're going to go ahead and get this show kicked off and get this show started. The order will be. Natalie Shields, Brother Rob, Misconception, Black Ice. Natalie Shields, kick us off. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Here we go. I should have died a long time ago because the bullets that resisted me made their way into the body of a nine-year-old girl. I did what she was doing. We were both from the same city, on the floor, writing in our notebooks, she writing on her activities from school, and I on my spiritual journey. We heard the same sound but had different reactions. I, oh shit, another bullet, and she, silence. I continued writing, but she could not because her story ended. Mine continued because the little girl needed someone to write the story for her with vengeance. She found life in me, so it was okay for her to go home. Every story needs a teller, but that's not where my fortune comes in at. Her story didn't cost anything. She didn't ask to be slain. Let's be fair. I've been through poor neighborhoods just lying there in a coma, already dead, but its inhabitants make it alive, living for it. Cars continue to pass through, searching for nothing because there's nothing there. But maybe it's hope, because the faith of men helped build major cities. But where has it all gone? It has gone with the blood of the ones who have fallen, their blood graffitis, the walls and sidewalks, saying, this is we, the people, who were just being human laughing, sitting in our porches, going to stores, sleeping in our houses, but the bullets found us. Do bullets have a name? Why did the bullets get Tiana and not Kevin? Why did it get Sean and not Ivan? Why the little girl who was staying out of trouble and not Natalie who said fuck the world? Or do bullets just choose people, act on impulse like the corrupt soldiers did in Vietnam? I should have died a long time ago because a year back I said it was time for a revolution, but my peaceful brothers put their hands covering the hole of the gun and said, that'll make things much worse. But it's the perverse that are putting us in doom. We speak, but we do not shoot. Where does it all end? Why me and why not me? Could she take the bullet better than I could? I asked for the revolution. God will protect the children and take them to, to the promised land where they would dine on milk and honey because the ones that die first or way too soon are the bravest. Don't you know it? It is, the, it is they the parents pick up and put in front of them and say, you can't shoot me now because I have the child in front of me. But these suckers now are so cold, they say suck a cute face and they shoot anyway. This ain't survival of the fittest anymore. It doesn't matter if you're six feet tall full of steel because now they are taking my children away. Now it's the ones over 40 who are survivors. But my young children, where have they all gone? I believe this world is a personal hell because children don't deserve the burning. But it's for us 
for the taking because we are on the battlefield. Life is uncertain now. Gone are the days where people say, I hope to live to be 80. Now a child age four is saying, I hope to make it past eight. Nowadays, we are forced to be political, and it's time for us to wake up. How can you sleep when you are surrounded by murderers? Keep your eyes open. I should have died a long time ago because it hurts to live knowing the future is dying. The children are gone. The adults are left standing. But that's all you are doing, just standing and not fighting. The opposing are ready and rapidly growing. The government doesn't give a fuck because they love to see black and black against each other. We used to hold hands, but now we are grown apart. The children were in front of us, and they paid for our crimes, but that's the price we pay, and now it's just us. Malcolm X was the bravest. He led us to war and didn't have a gun. Boy, was he something. Without the weapon, people still feared him. In peace. Brother Rob? Man, it's a trip. People like to say black folks are so crazy. Foot shuffling and lazy. Basketball playing, gangster rhyme saying, lifetime joker weed, smoke a pistol pack, and can't stand a racist redneck cracker. They say black folks so crazy, always talking about we need a black president. Well, guess what, family? We've got one, but we still got to stand up as a people and represent. They say black folks are so crazy. I say black folks need to be more culturally aware. I have automatic respect for sisters with dreads, cornrows, gel twist braids, but I never thought I'd live to see the day when I see so many black women with blonde hair. They say black folks are so crazy. Sisters say, where all the big ball is at? I need a man with money to help me fulfill my needs. Some of them like the fast money brothers who who sell coke and pounds of weed, so they feel like they got to use what they got to get what they need so they wear low-cut blouses and form getting fitting jeans trying to make that body look real tight but don't let get them wrong they ain't sluts they ain't hoes and they ain't prostitutes right they say black folks are so crazy man if we ain't jacking cars we shooting one another man we got homies we got dogs we got niggas but whatever happened to the brothers we're the only folks i know whining about we can't get out of the ghetto just trying to get over running to the carry out buying five wings fried rice mumble sauce making a korean man richer with a refrigerator full of leftovers we living in poverty Man, working hard just to stay paid so we can keep up the note on our Benzes, Hummers, and Escalades. They say black folks is so crazy. One person might say, Yep. Another person might say nope, but if a young black man moves onto the house of the hill and y'all and he has a few up to date cars, you know what the first thing we gonna say? That nigga up there selling dope. Y'all know I ain't lying, but these are the things we tend to say, accepted or rejected. But we've been culturally conditioned to think this way. And that young black man on the hill deserves criticism too. See, he learned how to make the money work hard for him as opposed to him working hard for the money. But you really think he gonna pass that knowledge on to any of you? Let me be the one to tell you, black folk ain't hardly crazy. We ain't foot shuffling, watermelon seed spitting, looking for a handout, or lazy. Yeah, some of us got drug and alcohol issues like other folks don't. Some of us are pistol packers, and yes, it's true, most of us can't stand a racist redneck cracker. See, a real friend will tell you what you need to hear and not just let you hear what you want. If black folks are so crazy, how come the Mormons can walk through the hood telling us about their religion? How come Jehovah's Witnesses don't be getting robbed or jumped? Black people are God-fearing people by nature. One of our biggest problems may be the ways we tend to focus our behavior. Now, if every day I dressed in all black, packing a gap, disguising my face with a ski mask, a lot of folks would avoid me, okay? But even if I remove the ski mask slam, it ain't going to make a difference what color I am because a lot of folks still going to treat me the same old way. So on that note, brothers and sisters, I conclude. By simply saying black folk ain't hardly crazy, just a little confused. Misconception. So many times we're following useless words as they're decorated in false labels, defining the absurd with consciousness of hours that sleep. Being absorbed 
with distribution and madness and insanity, mental explosions from self-planted landmines, destruction from visions replaced from the blind. I say visions replaced from the blind because we're blinded and disabled and we become victims and mislabeled by society's false publications. This is the rise of our fall in this nation. If we don't wake up, to wake us up and shake us up because we're on the daily verge of catastrophic erupt. Our survival is at risk. It's time that we build and reconstruct. Sometimes when I speak, they say I've seen too much. Some say I've dreamed too much, and those standing in envy, they say that I've lived enough. I've seen the symptoms of dis-ease in the lives of the people around me, and that too must cease. I will not be muted and I will not be quiet. I can no longer stand in science. I'm on a purposeful assignment. My mission is to create ties and bind and find lost souls and make them see light. Through lyrical linguistic love with expressions of empathy, excitedly exalting high energy. See, in my mind, I invite you to do this unconditionally. Share this creative space with me because it's a wonderful place to be. I can bring you here because I know that it's all of our duties to share our light. Bring light to life and create healing around our youth. Remove the walls of pain from our our youth. Share your blessings. Tell the tales and the witness accounts of violence, breaking your inner silence, because I will not be muted and I will not be quiet. Will you share your songs and songs of victory and success as it comes in forms greater than finance? These are your blessings to be passed on to our babies because this is the blueprint to their being saved and being a blessing. Stand with me together as we can be heard like a voice, breaking the silence as a howl through the wind. I will not be muted and I will not be quiet. In peace. Now check this out. I told you. When I got back from Jamaica off tour and vacated, that I would have something to say. Now I've learned so much in just a few days that it was scary. It all started with my driver, my tour guide named Gary. Now, Gary was cool, and he let it flow. He took me wherever I wanted to go, and I could tell that he loved American black music listening to the R&B singer Joe and his car stereo. I want to know. And I did, so I asked him. I said, Gary, why does it seem as if Jamaican men love heavyset African-American women? He began to explain. By calling them a name, he said, they called them Visa a human passport, and this sort of thing is kept real low-key. They wait for overweight black girls to come into their country, treat them like queens, give them everything that they want and need, a combination of sandy beaches, warm waters, and a breeze of self-esteem. She's been waiting to exhale. See, Jamaican men have a keen sense, and they can tell who's been neglected and who is feeling neglected. And who needs to be injected physically, mentally, and emotionally? And I was told that they expected to be most likely the overweight black girls from America. You know, the Tashas, the Toyas, the Shamikas, and the Ericas. See, Jamaican men love more than their food, hot and spicy. And everything in Jamaica is no problem, man. So they say, Irie. And please don't let this sister on vacation be naive, thinking that he needs her. See, to her, she's made an emotional connection, but to him, She's just a visa. How many American women do you think they've seen in a month? You've only been for four days on vacay, and you think that you're the only one. Don't front. You've heard the stories. 
and everything of that Jamaican man you've asked to do, he said, no worries. He thought that America made you smarter. And over there, your confidence grew. And you thought that you can get the brother over here to do everything that you wanted him to do. Thought that you were running game on that man in Jamaica, but he was running game on you, Miss Visa. See, you're his human passport to a better life, so let Black Ice give you a small piece of advice. What happens in Jamaica stays there. And I don't mean to disappoint you, but let that Jamaican man get into America all by himself and see if he still wants you. Now, I'm not saying Jamaican men are all the same. It's a beautiful country with beautiful people, but there was one woman they called by the name Visa. And that's that piece. Wow, I'm sitting here on mute celebrating my team speed round here. My goodness gracious, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into three-time National Poetry Award winning POET Radio, Voices Behind the Pen. You are being hosted this evening by Black Ice. We have with us Sister Natalie Shields, Brother Rob, this is Misconception. Also in the building, Sister Mary Rogers, Brother O, we see you out there. Everybody else, we see you out there. Black Ice, let's go ahead and take it into the callers. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to go ahead into our first caller. Um, I'll go ahead and bring this brother on. Normally I like to save this brother and 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 wait and so more people on the line can hear him. But the line's already lit up. So let's go ahead and go to the Living Miracle Brother O in the building calling in from East Chicago, Indiana. State your name and uh, where you're calling from. Good evening, brothers and sisters. This is... Uh Living American brother calling in from East Chicago, Indiana, representing the poor organization from the state of Indiana. What's up, brother? Oh, glad to have you here. Oh, hey, sister, how you feeling? <laughs> I'm real good. I'm real good. Peace and love to you, as always. I'm excited to hear what you're going to bring to the table here, so I'm not going to keep the folks listening. Go ahead and drop some knowledge on the brother. Out on this piece is called the True Professor of Poetry. I'm a poetic professor who, te- who teaches you valuable life lessons. If God didn't alter the course of my life, I hospitalized me eight years ago and called me to write to perform poetry. I actually majored in social studies teaching before I became the well-known and widely respected, nationally recognized poet named Brother Oda Little Miracle. Yours truly would have been a college professor or a history or a history teacher in real life. My unique style of performing poetry on the radio and on the stage is quite similar to a professor in the lecture before 20 to 100 students in a classroom. I always drop gems and knowledge. I always do research before I write my poems, similar to a student doing countless hours of research for his thesis, his or her thesis, or dissertation. I present my material in such a fashion where people can relate to what I'm saying and get something out of it since my lyrical skills are not as proficient as some of these other poets in the game. I always study my subject, man, and share my knowledge with the audience. And I'm that poet who challenges conventional mindsets of my poetry. 
I adapted my poetry lifestyle just by watching my professors, and I incorporated their methods of presentation to fit my matter-of-fact approach to performing poetry. See, I'm one of those rare poets who challenges people to apply their critical thinking skills. That rare poet who always writes poems with meaning and substance. And that rare poet who inspires people to acquire knowledge and apply it in their own daily lives. As a poet, it's my duty and responsibility to educate the audience of listeners on real life. My duty and responsibility to be transparent and to never to sugarcoat the truth or hide the facts. My duty and responsibility to relate, connect with my audience. My duty and responsibility to stay relevant to the times and evolve over time with consistency. My unique style of poetry is a blueprint to encourage younger poets to think outside the box. The blueprint to share knowledge that you've acquired. The blueprint for keeping and preserving the authenticity of this art of poetry. The blueprint for inspiring poets to do research on their favorite subjects and topics and write their own poetic theses and dissertations. The blueprint for developing an orthodox style of poetry that does require you to be lyrical all the time. And the blueprint for training and developing the new prospects in the game to write poems that have substance to them and encourage them to paint visual pictures with their words. Brother O is not just called a living miracle. He now has another, he now has acquired another poetry name. So you might as well can call me the true professor of poetry too. That's that piece. Wow. You know what? I like you. Every time I hear you, I'm like, wow, you have such a very brave voice. And it's like, um, being at a presentation and you performing and everybody is sitting in the audience with their mouths open and you speak in such a way where you pay attention to the words that you speak and so you want others to pay attention to what he has to say and you say it in a way that's very convincing. So you really did pull me into your words and it's so so real and so true and that was a very good piece. Uh, thank, thank you, sister. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Brother Rob? Brother, oh, what's going on, brother? What's good, brother Rob? I know that's right, man. I got an echo, sister, man. Hearing you every time, man. You never, you, you never, uh, you never cease to amaze folk and stuff, man. And that was kind of like of a that was you dropping a lot of knowledge on that, man. It was kind of like a poetic uh, spoken word testimonial and stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? You kind of took us to poetry church with that one, man. I was digging it and stuff, man. Love your flow, brother. Keep on doing what you're doing, man. I thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Misconception, dog. Yes, brother. Oh, you know, I can always tell you when you pop through that you, you know, you always drop knowledge. That's why I said go ahead and drop it on us because, you know, every week we can expect to hear some gem come from you. Even if it's a repeat of a piece, we catch something we didn't get the last round. So, again, thank you so much and so much love and respect to your pen, brother. Oh, I appreciate you. Thanks, Mr. Chelsea. I appreciate it, too. You're welcome. Black Ice? Yes, we're going to go ahead and go to the next callers, Brother O. We thank you again so much for calling in. It's just the 
pleasure and a privilege to witness that brother's growth from where he came from to where he's at today. And if you don't know Brother O's story, truly get to know that brother's story. We're going to go ahead and go to our next caller, Chicago. You're on the line. State your name, where you're calling from in Chicago, and what you got for us tonight. Okay. And if you're just listening, just let us know you're just listening also as well. Okay, we'll come back to you. We're going to go ahead and go to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, you're on the line. State your name, where you're calling from in Wisconsin, and what you got for us tonight. Yo, this is Dove C, a.k.a. The Arthur. The Arthur. What's happening, Dove C? Dizzle in the building. Dizzle sizzle. <laughs> We're going to let y'all connect on, on the hip-hop note there. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Dove C. For y'all that don't know, the Arthur. <laughs> Right, 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 and 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 make sure y'all give my man his 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 um, title when he calls in. Also, well, he is a legend of Chicago hip hop. We must recognize that when that brother calls in. For those who don't know, uh, now you know. Dub C is what you got for us tonight. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, the author. Listen up, brother. Well, you know, uh, I'm kind of going through some personal things right now, so you know, they say the best way to get it out. Is to write it out. You know, you told me that, so I've been listening to it. It's, it's kind of working. So I, I, wrote, I did a personal piece this morning. Y'all got to bear with me. My, I cracked my phone in the midst of all of this stuff that's going on. So my screen is cracked, but I'm going to break it out for you anyway. Okay, give me one second. All right. Confused. My mind is in a state of confusion, and my heart is in turmoil. Because the more I get the cold shoulder from you, the more she makes my heart boil. See, I've been with you far too long to just turn and walk away. I've got too much time invested. But I'm tired of being with someone who really doesn't seem like they're interested. We went from kissing, holding hands, and walking in the rain to sleeping with our backs turned and calling each other's names. In the beginning, I was stuck in the past, and I admit kind of an ass but you wasn't really an angel yourself or that genie cut from the hourglass. Funny how everything you wanted I seemed to make appear, but there's this certain bitchiness about you that makes it very clear. See, most guys would have just walked away and left you hanging to the side. Even through all our infidelities, I still stayed to provide. We both had our share of baggage when we started this relationship, but after 10 years, I let them go and you're still trying to trip. On my temper, my stubbornness. I know I'm not an angel at all, but I've seen better respect given to those no good ass niggas that the ladies refer to as dogs. Now, her, she makes me smile, supports my thirst for life. She's rebuilding this confidence that you've torn down twice. Compliments, encouragement. Now, that's what she does for me. Her voice is so soft and loving, it makes me wonder what her hoods could be. The words from her mouth, so sweet, more tasteful than sugar cane, while your words is kind of irking like someone pouring bleach directly in my veins. But now I'm at the point where I got to put myself first, see, because if I love me like she loved me, then you can no longer hurt me. Parting ways, splitting everything down the middle, the hard-wrenching effect. 
unable to know or comprehend what to really expect next. But in the midst of it all, my heart is telling me that I need to walk away from this false love you've been selling me. All of these wasted years behind closed door tears, <laughs> she come right along and wiped away all my fears. But how can I just walk away? We've had this talk every day, but the fact of being familiar wouldn't let me go astray. I love one, yet I'm deep in love with the other. Damn, I'm really confused. Somebody better pray for this brother. That's that piece. Did I break the line? You did. You did. <laughs> like, oh, you dropped the mic, and everybody had to find an apparatus to talk on. <laughs> Absolutely. Fire, fire, fire. They're coming from Dove Seas, y'all. I'm sorry, the author. <laughs> as, as legend of Chicago hip-hop, he would be Dove Seas. As a poet, he's the author. <laughs> Go ahead, Natalie. She may be muted. Oh, I think so. Hold on. Uh huh. <laughs> Hello. There, there you go, Natalie. I'm right. sorry. Go ahead. Hello. Oh no, it's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say I really did like that piece, and we all go through things in life, and uh, I find writing very cleansing, and I tell people all the time that whatever you're going through, it's, it's best to put it somewhere, and uh, I think that we've all been in a place of writing about something, and when we actually read what we wrote, we realized that it is we that have the power at the end of the day, and we were brave enough, and we had the courage to write about what happened to us no matter how difficult it was, you know, we, we put it somewhere, you know, versus, you know, you beating up people, you know, you turned your anger or your fears into something positive. So that was a really good message from you. That was really, really strong. Brother Rob? Yes, I shall say the whole thing. Dub C, the author. Dude, that was so damn cool, man. I mean, uh, not only your delivery and everything, dude, I mean, you could tell, you know, your voice, the authority that came from it and stuff. I hear a lot of wisdom in your voice and stuff, man, and stuff. And, um, you know, I like the delivery, man. It's like a awesome, like, guy piece, you know what I'm saying, and stuff. Because I was listening, I was like, whoa, been there, done that, you know what I'm saying, and stuff, man. Just keep that joint going and stuff, man. And, I mean, it sounds like it's unfinished, too. Am I correct when I say that? Take your time. Oh, Dub C's, did you mute yourself? No, we lost Dub C's, but go ahead, guys. Okay. Let's keep it um, keep it. All going. right, no, yeah. no problem at all. All right, well, we just going to say that was a super cool, outstanding piece, and as always, I enjoy that brother's expression, too. So I know he's probably able to hear us in the chat room. So shout out to you. Much love. Bye, guys. We're going to go ahead and keep this. Train moving on. We're going to go ahead and go to California. California on the line. State your name, California. Um, where you calling from in California? And what you got for us tonight? Miss Joy Lam from Oakland, California. How are you? Peace. Hey. How's everybody? Great. How are you? Glad to hear from you. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a poem called Gentrification about what's going on in Oakland about how um, we're having reverse white flight and how they're trying to push the artists out 
of the local communities and put our body tech businesses and everything. So this new poem is called Identification. Every morning, Monday through Friday at 7.30, 5.80 West is jammed. From High Street heading to San Francisco, BART is packed like cans of sardines. The city that was that once wasn't seen so pretty is being taken over by techies and businesses, pushing out long-time residents, erasing our traditions and cultures. We have to be quiet when we congregate because we're disturbing the peace. We have been here for over 40 years, and we have to give up ourselves for them. We're making the neighborhood unsafe and unattractive. They are, too, making it look like office spaces and homes forcing everyone to conform to their ideas. We're proud of our city, but we can't afford to live here. The land of Oak was once seen as a joke. Compared to San Francisco, we were the ghetto. America's number two city of homicides, we were seen as dangerous. Guess we weren't so bad after all, invaded by people who have privilege, reverse of white flight. We have to move 30 minutes to an hour away, commuting every day to go to work. We can't afford to live in Oakland when we work in Oakland. However, we're putting money into our commute. When when we're in certain, we're profiled for being in the wrong area. Hold up, this was once my neighborhood until you bought the property. Snitching slash racial profiling online on next door. Why don't they come out of their home to experience the culture and meet the long-time residents before you displace us? I have to carry my freedom papers to prove I live here. Technology versus arts, white versus people of color, downtown slash uptown versus East Oakland. Oh, wait, East Oakland is being taken over, too. People don't recognize, people don't recognize our sports team. Oh, wait, the Warriors and A's, they play at the Oracle in East Oakland, yet the NBA kept showing the Bay. The fans buy back to the game and back to their hidden home. Now they're relocating closer to San Francisco from the west to the east. I can't let them take over my city, but I don't have a choice. I use words in my voice. I've been here for 32 years. My family have lived and worked here since the 60s. We give back to the community by living and working in it. They don't care, and they're redeveloping everything. Nothing was done when we were here. They don't like it, so local government responds to their complaints. They ignore the people crowds who have been long-time residents. Things change by having money. I thought being a taxpayer gave me power. Being a homeowner and paying property taxes gave me power. Renters can't afford to live here anymore. And, well, while the property owners don't live in Oakland, they clean us out and get the ones with money in. My city doesn't look the same anymore, and it's not from diversity. That's it. Can you hear me? Yeah, hello? Go ahead. All right, hello? Hello? Yes. Yes, go ahead. Okay, that I wanted to say that was very powerful. And you know, many times because I'm from Chicago and every time you turn on the news it's always something with Chicago. So for a long time I just thought that it was a Chicago thing, but it's like when you hear from other people from different places in the world, it's mm-hmm. like wow, like all of us are connected. We all have something in common and that's what brings us together as a people. So uh, it's like our cities don't belong to us anymore. It's it's almost like we can't even be happy and raise families. You know, like that's a thing of the past, like a 1950s thing, but it's like now we just got to deal with 
violence and, and crime and, and tragedy, and it's really bad to live in that. It's very stressful because it's like you have to make a, a way every single day. It's like you can't just be anymore. And your poem, your words, I mean, they really said a lot to me. So I thank you for sharing. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Brother Rob? Yes, indeed, that was a powerful piece, sister. And uh, a lot of folks can relate to what you're going through and stuff because um, we've been seeing that for a good little couple of years up here in D.C. and stuff, man. They done, start, they done wiped out Southeast to a certain extent. Stuff, a couple of folks who are still over there who own property and everything. But they're coming in and everything. And, I mean, seeing what I saw, and especially, you know, the way you described it, kind of inspired me to write my piece of crazy black folk and stuff because I was seeing all this happening whole time, black neighborhood, White folks start moving in, ain't nobody with their ass. But we crazy, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, I was like, damn, if we can all still live in the same damn neighborhood without acting like niggas and shit and beating up everybody and stuff, you ain't got to raise the price, just ask folks to come on and move in. But, you know, they got to have that little classification type thing and stuff, man. So most of the Southeast done re-implanted out here in South Merle, uh, Southern Maryland and stuff, and D.C.'s getting a little extra white and shit, and then the school and everything and stuff. But, I mean, just because you're black don't mean you're crazy and stuff, man. So um, I'm digging that piece. Uh, love your flavor. Love your delivery. Keep doing it like you do, sister. Thank you. Not a problem. Misconception? Absolutely, sis. You know, I enjoyed that piece because for anybody who, um, like Natalie said, who always hears about Chicago on the news and who's always only hearing about what may be happening abroad, I appreciate you for bringing some awareness to what is going on in your particular area because we won't know. If we don't tell each other what's going on, the true story of things and not the CNN rhetoric of things, or the, and, and I don't mean to be station bashing, but the ABC and, you know, NBCs and all of them, they give us their little version of propaganda with just that spin of rhetoric that makes us think it's only one or two areas. Thank you for letting us know Oakland also has some situations and that we need to focus and put some energy out that way as well. So prayers to you guys. Hope it works, you know, in your favor as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Black Eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is National Poetry Award-winning Joy Elon, published um, published author. Uh, we love you, sis. Thank you so much for coming on tonight's show. Hopefully we'll see you in these parts sometime soon. But until mm-hmm. then, keep letting that pen bleed. All right. We're going to go ahead and move this. Oh, you are so welcome, sis. We're going to go ahead and move this soul train up and keep it going. I see Dub C's has called back in. Had a lot of good things to say about you, my good brother. Guest 13, you're on the line. State your name, where you're calling from, and what you got for us tonight. I am Complicated Passions, and I am the voice behind this pen. (laughs) My brother, man, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for calling in, man. I appreciate it every time you do call, my brother. How you doing? Man, I'm doing well, my brother. I'm doing well. What about yourself? Uh, great. You know, I woke up this morning, and I thought I was in Chicago. It was so damn cold and windy. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. up with that? Temperature has really dropped, but, you know, we actually await the bad winter weather here in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, we We embrace it, and the reason why we embrace it, because the crime in our city goes down. 
That's when the weather is Believe me, uh, um, the thought is, is on my mind. It's been on my mind for a very long time. And just like that young lady spit that piece about Oakland, well, they're doing the same thing here in Los Angeles. So I let people know that this is what's going on now. So they, they, they're doing everything they can to displace us. And folks need to wake up and see that, you know, because it's happening. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Complicated Passions, LBC, you got the floor, my brother. All right, check it out. I've come to this conclusion. Stop me if I'm wrong. No more wondering if the next life taken would be mine, living in this nightmare. You see, it played out every day, murdered live on TV. That's the news, witnessing whose child got next. Can you tell me? Watching the world go by viral on Facebook. They want us to see, not wanting us to forget. They don't give a shit. Just to show you, they can get away with it, telling us another set free, no charge, not a damn thing you can do. Black lives don't matter, not even to you. I can't count anymore. War zone, any street in America, not just them but you, killed for your color by him. Tell me why, you. Why take another that's like you because he's wearing red or blue? This reflection should give you thought. Look in the mirror. The next one could be you and now Breaking news, nine-year-old shot in the alley. Is that my child? Complicated passion. That was really good. And um, what I'm hearing a lot tonight is people take a fear and they, you know, they own it. You know, they rise above it and they express themselves. And I think that we, the people today, are the people like – we are the future generation that Malcolm X spoke of. You know, we're starting to become more and more like Malcolm. We're talking, you know, we're doing more than just talking. We're also fighting, you know, and I think that writing is a good form of that, too. So that was really, really good. Okay, thank Brother you. Rob, no problem. Brother Rob? Yes, indeed. I, I feel that flow in the air, too, sister. It's uh, it's some revolution top going on up in this joint. Man, revolution is change. Revolution is change, and it starts from within first, and then we bring that thing on the outward tip and stuff, man. We just like one big verbal explosion and stuff, man. I like your power, man. You got uh, you got leadership in your voice, brother. Keep on doing what you're doing and stuff. Your pen is awesome, no doubt. Okay. Give me give yes, me one sir. moment, Nat. Just mute your phone for us until you come back on. Uh, misconception. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that piece. You know, and again, just a second what Brother Rob said, definitely some revolutionary energy, and I'm really happy to hear many of us that are feeling that way. Because I think that once we change our minds and uh, some of the hearts that are around us, we will be changing what happens to and for us. Black eyes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This brother comes in and he represents all the time and he represents very well. Just like Joy Elon calling from the West Coast, California, Oakland, this brother always gives us an insight as to what's going on. So definitely, brother, all of you all for reporting the news and what you see in your area, in your city, in your town. You know, I I really appreciate that because we don't know, you know, we, we don't know. And so for you guys to come on and be the storytellers and the news reporters, we definitely appreciate that. And you do it very well, my brother. Tell them about your show. 
Oh, I'm not doing any shows. <laughs> no, I'm not doing any shows lately, but, but you know, uh, you can find well, me. Well, it's time um, for you, I, brother, to come on over to POET Radio, brother. I've been waiting <laughs> on this. Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 it's scheduling and everything. You know, I, I am working with One Positive Way. I'm, I'm working with uh, More Life Radio. So, I mean, it's just things I do. Okay, you know, brother, don't tell, them, don't tell them I was trying to steal you over here to Poet Radio, oh, brother. Don't. Absolutely not, because you know what? You know what? We are all... <clears throat> artists and 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 uh I come by here to share because I like the power you know and when I can when I'm free I get the text every Monday and when I'm free you know I'm going to come by the show so thank you my brother uh, and so there's no doubt you know so we if we don't support each other no one else will Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that. And again, my brother, mm-hmm. you got my number anything you need me to do or need of me just hit me man and let me know. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, okay, my brother. Uh, complicated passions calling in from the LBC. Every time that brother call in, I'll be like, "It's so much drama in the LBC." <laughs> yes, 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 y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio's Voices Behind the Pens. We're going to go ahead and get some East Coast energy. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to New York City. New York, you're on the line. Uh, state your name, where you're calling from, and what you got for us tonight. Hi, good evening, everyone. This is Sabrina from Brooklyn, New York. Is this our Bree Bree? Yes. I'm What's going on, Bree? Oh, nothing, nothing, I'm glad to be on tonight. I missed last week. I'm happy to be back. Brooklyn. <laughs> I wanted to say um, I really, I really appreciate the pieces I've heard so far, and especially the gentrification going on, like, that's something that's really um, going on in Brooklyn as well, really um, hitting, going going really fast, and as a person born and raised in Brooklyn, Brooklyn back in the day used to be a place where people didn't want to go to, or it just, the cab drivers would want to go across the bridge to drop you home there, but now everyone wants to live here now, and pushing the people, you know, who built this community, you know, pushing them out, and being priced out, so it's, it's going on in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it going on everywhere over the country. So we're all in this together. So that's, I'm happy to hear that, and that we, we can speak more about it and put it out there because this is a real issue. So thank you for all for sharing that before. Sorry, I had to say that. Absolutely, absolutely, sister. And what were you going to share with us this evening? Um, I'm going to share a poem. I actually wrote for a friend of mine, for her her son before he was born. So it was a gift to her, a gift to her and him. Uh, well, also, I think I, should, I wanted to share with everyone else as well. And it's called Shooting Star. You are the result of a cosmic force of light speeding love and fused with particles of joy along the air space that we look up to. You are created with a unique chemical makeup unlike any other. Your power field is so strong, those who witness your presence are humbled and carry you sacredly. You are a child of God, made in his perfect image. Those on this planet have been longing for your arrival, waiting and anxiously looking at the sky. You are not a sight to miss. You are an experience rare to witness. You come in a flash that takes forever to come. You travel far for all the world to see, for all the world to believe. You are not like the other stars twinkling in the sky. You are beyond a special kind. You chew with flare. You fly with blazing light. Your moment is gold. It's treasured when captured. 
You soar in a trajectory leading into heaven's gate. You are imprinted with the divine touch, a ticket cold. God only knows. He wraps you up and sends you to the world a beautiful, special gift, the gift of your life and love, your infinite, your infinite precious spirit, and peace. Yeah, that was a really good piece. That was definitely the law, and I was really feeling that. And, um, wow, <laughs> I think that everybody could relate to what you were saying about love and, you know, meeting somebody and connecting to someone. That was really, really good, sis. Thank you. Brother Rob? Yeah, 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 I like that. That was real smooth. That was a little pre-blessing for the baby coming into the world and stuff. That's beautiful, sister. Uh, I like that. I don't know if you're a regular writer, but if you are, keep it going. If you ain't, you might want to consider. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. All right. Ms. Conception. Absolutely. I enjoyed that piece as well. You know, just uh, just a lift, you know, and, and, and love there in that piece. So I can definitely hear the specialty to the energy you put in there. So thank you so much for sharing. Welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Black Eyes? Uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to keep Sabrina on. Um, Sabrina, if, if you would like to stay on. If I had a known, I would have actually included you in the host thread. So you can fall in line right after Brother Rob. And then Ms. Conception will follow you with the comments, and we're going to add you to the inbox host thread. But with that being said, thank you so much for that beautiful piece. We're going to go ahead and keep this line moving. We have Texas on the line. Texas, state your name, where you're calling from in Texas, what you got for us tonight. If you're on mute, Texas. Make sure your phone is not muted. What's going on, family? It's Keith, Houston, Texas. What's going on? Peace and love, Keith. How are you this evening? Glad to hear from you, dear brother. Okay. All right, all right. I know you got something real outstanding to share. I'm excited to hear you. <laughs> I don't have a name for it yet, but I'm going to do it. Everybody <clears throat> basic. I've been through life and death before time. A prophecy of my untimely demise and my rebirth. A precursor of a curse cursed out and worse. From the back of the family car to the back of that hearse. Nursed my own broken bones, wounds the tour guide through my own tomb, but I'll be okay. No drugs, nor a drinking problem, but I take it day by day. Invisible bullets leave targets too, right? Sacrificial. The difference in the soul of my mental, it takes, if it takes me for others to live, I'll take that. I'll find mine within perfect time, and because there are moments, but I would never voice myself as being weak. I will only confirm my strength with humility. What's the difference? Humility will never fall from the weak's lips because pride is the brick they lay their facade with. But I'm okay with that. Because remember what I said, the same love that you give, you won't always get that back. I'm used to that. I learned to live with it. Although I never backtrack or one foot is always in that pivot position to a turn back, like dismiss witnesses in a suspense like a hung jury, no access baggage, no layovers from delayed flights. I gained and earned my stripes, no longer having to strap up, my fight is over. Unnecessary hardships are some hard shit, especially when force-fed pills are swallowing you don't even have a symptom like you got to sell pieces of yourself for getting paid commission. 
Nah, I'm cool. Because that shit right there, that is what I don't do. And fuck a strange food because I'm allergic to it anyway. And I'm trying to get full off this soul food. So feed me or get the fuck out of my face. I'll be okay. Peace. Natalie. We're going to go ahead and throw Sister uh, Mary Rogers. Mary, Sister Mary Rogers, tell us what you thought about um, that piece from Keith. Hello? Yes, we can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, actually, to be honest, I'm relating to everybody that picked up the phone tonight for the simple fact. When I need a break from reality, work, uh, spiritual realm, all of it, I'd like to chime in to pause behind the pen because I can relate to some everything that come out of everyone's mouth tonight. And I really appreciate the job. Well done. You guys are doing an awesome job. And I thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Natalie. Yes. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, I was muted. But, I mean, and I say this in a good way, um, not to offend you, but that was very painful. You know, I felt that in my heart, my throat. You know, it made me want to break down and cry. But I think, you know, that's the beauty of writing, and that's how you know how tangible something is, even if we're all just hearing it. It was very real. And, you know, it really struck me. And um, I go with your ending. I hope that you are okay and that you will be okay. But that was, oh, that was really- absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I appreciate you grasping, you know I mean, the feeling of it. I mean, that's, that's oh, yeah. what I'm trying to portray and trying to bring across, so I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I definitely caught it. It reeled me in. <laughs> brother Rob? Yes, indeed. Yes, brother. That, that, I'm, I'm, I, I was like, yo, man, this man shit right here, this man shit right here. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes a man to go ahead and talk his thing thing through and stuff and whatnot, you know. And, I mean, I hear wisdom in your voice. I hear thunder. Dude, I, that's what sister said. You you reeled her in, man, and stuff. Dude, that, that's powerful, man. Heavy. And Thank stuff, you, man. Keep on doing what you do, brother. No doubt. Misconception. Sister Sabrina. Uh, I was going to go to Sabrina. Oh, and Rob, check your phone, brother. You coming? Check your phone, brother Rob. You coming off a little bit um, muffled um, as you're speaking, Sister Sabrina? Go ahead. Sabrina, are you on mute? Oh, you know what? I think I muted Sister Sabrina. Let me go ahead. <laughs> and Here you go. I was talking for a second. <laughs> um, no, thank you for saying that. I got, I got to that place like a really raw vulnerable place. So that was really powerful. I got that way. So that really spoke to me as well. So that, that was powerful. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I got to put those words on there. Those raw and exposed words. Loved it. <laughs> Truly enjoyed that piece. And, and yeah, I heard the guy stuff and all that feeling in there. So I truly enjoyed that piece. As always, Keith, you know I love you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Absolutely. Black eyes? Yeah, you know, um, when Sister Natalie spoke about the pain and the hurt and the peace, mm-hmm. um, you deal with that by writing it. You deal with that by speaking it. And that's why I'm glad that this brother comes on every 
Monday night and he exposes himself, becomes emotionally naked so that you can see the inside of his world. And that's just something that all of you poets should take into consideration. I don't care what it's about. You had that STD before? That's it right about it because you ain't the first one in hell. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> You've been molested before? Um, write about it because you ain't the first one that's been molested before. This is true. But, I'm hearing a little bit in someone's background. But, you, you know, you know, some of us are too afraid Again, too afraid to really tell our story. And that's why you would never be the poet that God has intended for you to be. That's right. And to your end. It sounds like traffic a little bit there. It's okay. I, I got it under control. We we, gotcha. we know it's there. So um so I appreciate you for setting the example, good bro. No doubt, brother. I appreciate you for having me once again. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we're going to go ahead and keep this um, solar train moving on. Chicago, you're on the line. State your name, Chicago, where you're calling from in Chicago, and what you got for us tonight. Peace and blessings from an alien. Peace to all the gods and goddesses on the line. This is Alien calling from the hood of Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) That was was (laughs) good. Peace and love from another hood, sis. Yes, yes. We we deep. We deep up in Chicago. The hood is deep up in Chicago. From the belly of the beast over here near Inglewood, right between Inglewood and Hyde Park. Oh, yeah, you in the middle. Yes, right there, right up there, right up there in the middle. Got my hands up like, don't shoot, right before I pull out my own Glock and shoot back. But, yeah, um... I'm calling in to show support and um, just to touch with my touch spaces with my fellow God body. How's everybody doing this evening? Fabulous. Awesome. Great. Awesome. I'm not gonna hold the line because I know you guys be having callers like like busting out the hymn. Um, so, so alien, tell us the story behind these videos. What's what's going on with these videos? The latest video was um, alien lying in the bed, and she was doing a selfie video. And, I was so um, sleepy. Oh was, my god, um, I was so sleepy. I mean, normally I post my stats and say good night Facebook and do kissy faces and hearts with the alien face and the peace sign because I really do believe in spreading love. And happiness, and so I was like, well, instead of instead of po- posting the emoticon, let me do the video so people can know that it's from the heart. I really do mean it. I really do mean it when I post the stats and say I love you uber much. I really do mean it when I, you know, do the the, the kissy lips and the heart and the alien and the peace sign. I think we got so much so much going on right now that it's difficult to differentiate between the negativity and the positivity. Some people do things with intentions of positivity and often get hit with the negativity, like, for instance, what took place with Black Ice's page with him speaking out on ABC News in regards to that young man's murder and his burial. And um, I think it's important for us to to put truth in place of 
falsehood and to spread wisdom and knowledge, but also to make sure we fine tune it with some love. So the recent video was just to mm-hmm. just to, to spread that love, that happiness. You know, give somebody. So, you know, the reaction takes place when you see one person smile. It makes you smile, unless it's a person you really don't like. Now it may not be true in that case, but. <laughs> no, typically, when you see a person smile, it makes you smile. So I just wanted to share my smile with the world that evening. Uh, wait a minute, damn it. I got to make a correction. I wasn't on ABC. I was on CNN. Uh-oh. Okay. I, <laughs> I was waiting on, on it. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. No. I, got the, I got the letters all mixed up, but no, I got Lord. the facts right, though. No, no, it was all good. Look, I appreciate you um, stepping up for me, though, sis, and others who stepped up for me. Um, For those who don't know, we were on a free Black Ice campaign earlier this week. Oh, yeah. And Facebook, um, well, I was hacked. I was hacked, and my page was removed, and Facebook refused to allow me back on uh, for a 24-hour period. And there was just so much going on. Emotions was running high. Tensions were running high. But... I had to speak the truth, and thankfully, I've been through something similar to that before, and um, I have multiple pages, so it really didn't stop anything. It slowed me down, but it didn't stop me, and so um, if you're not joined to the group page, King of Poetry Black Ice, of course, Black is spelled B-L-A-Q-I-C-E, please request or to join that group page because, again, if my personal page gets taken away, I'll still have that group page, and you can still get the information. But I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, sis. you got a couple of big things coming up. Uh, I'm going to just give you the floor and um, let you do your thing. Okay. Oh, do you want me to talk about the events first or go into a piece? How you want me to do it, brother? You let me know. Okay, you can go ahead and do your piece, give him some poetry, and then you know, we'll talk briefly after that. I got you. Um, I believe that poetry has a playful side, or at least it should have. I'm a very conscious artist, extremely conscious artist. I'm always um, paying attention to what's going on in the community. But I also believe that um, that our creativity should have a, a euphoric side. It should, def- it should definitely have a, a whimsical side, and um, we should also be in tune with our roots. So I wrote a piece, and... Um, it's kind of playful, but it's 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 also um, a bit of an exploration in terms of my lineage. So, it's without further ado. Whenever you're ready for me, let me know. Let's do it. I've been I've been here before. I've been. I've been here before I've been I've been here before I've been I've been here before In a former life I was Rastafarian royalty. My daddy was Bob Marley and my mommy was Nefertiti. I bathed in the Nile River and washed my burdens down the peninsula of Timescope. 
The stars illuminated my mind's expansion, and the divine would whisper mysteries continually beyond my mental's grasp. I'd chase the words that had escaped from my attention span throughout the village, often stumbling over circumstance, situations, and shortcomings just to catch comprehension. Listen. The drums would formulate rhythmic patterns, pumping through the many chests of them that were vested with the crest. I'd rock my pyramid apex to my nose. My crown didn't quite fit back when. Back then, my head was too little to uphold the brevity of knowledge and wisdom, but my lineage formed principles, ethics, and morals just to adjust my crown's fitting. Tailor-made to my story. Glory lifted my spirit from vessel to vessel to vessel to vessel. My name has been altered from dialect to dialect to dialect. My native tongue has been repressed due to the resurfacing of my spirit from ancient to current. Yet my history is deeply etched within the mysteries of my soul. Every so often I can catch a glimpse of the silhouettes dancing beneath the full moon, celebrating my transition into higher heights to collect more nurturement and thought process and wavelengths in motion beyond perilous. I've been here before, yet it's always new. I've been, I've been here before. I've been here before. I've been, I've been here before. In peace. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Okay. I always get paranoid over sound, <laughs> but um, that was very peaceful. And it was very different. I feel like I really do like your voice, and I do like your words and your message. And I feel like, I don't know, like it seems like every night, ever since I've been on the radio guest hosting, it seems like there's a theme. Like we talk about violence this Monday night. The next Monday it's about uh, world peace and getting together. It's just like Michael Jackson and his music and what he was saying. And I feel like uh, <laughs> like in the midst of the, the gun smoke and the bullets and the uh, the, the 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 deaths and the statistics. Your voice is what brings us together. It's like I can see um, in a vision. I can hear your voice in in spite um, in the midst of the the bad. If that makes any sense. And it's very magical. It's very magical. Gratitude, Queen. So. It makes perfect sense. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No problem. Rob, take it away. Alien, you go with your black self. God damn, that was a black poem. She been reading, too. Girl, they should have let you do that joint at the Million Man March and shit, man. I'm serious, man. I always did like your flavors anyway and stuff, because the first time I heard you was when I was listening, you know, hanging out with Black Ice, P.O.T. family and stuff. Yeah. Damn, you know, you, you, you never cease to amaze me and stuff, but, man, I got to say it again. That joint was black. Black. Revolution is in the house tonight, y'all. Y'all listening? I am. Love your flavor, sister. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> sister Sabrina. Sister, sister, Sabrina, get down. Sabrina, are you muted? No, she, she may have muted herself. 
She may be muted and not realize it. Well, however, I'm going to say while we're waiting on that to find out. Sister Aileen, I truly enjoyed that piece. And, again, it did have a, a bit of calm to it, but also such a consciousness with the calmness that you can't help but hear and feel the full message. So thank you for that embodiment of expression. I appreciate you. Gratitude to you, Queen. Thank you. Appreciate Peace. it. Black Eyes? Look, I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Um, in your mind, it may not seem like you're making as large of an impact as you are making, uh, but you definitely are. You know, your energy is uh, is something that Chicago can't contain. So um, keep doing your thing. Keep being involved. Keep letting your voice be heard, keep letting that pen bleed, and keep changing the world. As we say in poet, one heart, one mind, one verse at a time. Now, November the 28th, 30 seconds, tell the people what's going on. You know you know the whole thing. So, you know. <laughs> he just set me up. P-O-E-T. Somebody say P-O-E-T. P-O-E-T. P-O-E-T is doing a poetic stage play with the coordinator, the king of poetry himself, Black Ice, on November 28th. Come out and rock out with us, man. You have to cop a ticket, though. It's a ticket-only event. Come out and rock out with us. The stage play is called He Saw the Best, including 13 poets. It's on. My brother hasn't added more by now. <laughs> 13 poets. Um, we're talking about life struggles, man. We're talking about the reality of the world we're talking about a lot it's a lot of things going on um intermingled within the storyline of this particular place so you're always going to catch every time you think you got what's going on in the story please believe you don't get what's going on in the story and um it's a lot of a lot of intimate um occurrences going on in this play in terms of um family issues um family issues, community issues, um, at the level of government, at the level of social, um, a lot of things going on in this place. So please come out to us at the Quarry. Um, if you're not familiar with the address of the Quarry, it's 2423 East 75th Street. The doors open at 7. Showtime is at 8 p.m., $20 for a ticket, 30 with the VIP dinner. Come out and rock out with us. We got tickets on deck. <laughs> Thank you so much. With that being said, we're going to um, go ahead and keep this soul train moving on. we got a lot of callers still left on the line. Thank you so much, Aileen, if you want to hold on. I'll definitely, um, you know, keep you involved. Let's go to Southwest Ohio, then Joseph Nathan King. I know he's been on the line for a while. we got to get that brother in here also as well. Ohio, you're in the building. State your name where you're calling from in Ohio and what you got for us tonight. Peace and blessings. This is Mr. Romeo D. Romy Denati in the building. What's good, bro? Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, um, always, anytime I can, I'm here to support. Um, I really would just, just listen, just want to say congratulations to all y'all success going on. Um, praying that the um, healing in the city come quick and all the violence cease as soon as possible. Thank you so much, bro. Um, tell we them what you got going that. on. You still, you still hosting your show? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'll be hosting this Wednesday um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, Apollo, at the Greenwich um, R&B group. 
and just doing that and um, just a lot of traveling. That's great. That's great. We're happy to hear about that, and congratulations to you on your successes as well. Um, did you want to go ahead and just share a bit uh, so folks kind of know what kind of flavor you got there, sir? I know you said you were just listening. Get down, yeah. huh? come on. Come on, give us a snippet at least. At least. All right, well, I, I do, I, I guess, the newest piece I've I written. Um, it's called Peace and Blessings. I ask that you lend me your ear. Angel wings of greenery. That's the ambiance for the scenery. While melodies from the lonely's monk is mixed with moaning screams. Sage, sweet frankincense funk. In between the squeeze of golden thighs. Of course, I can't get enough. No rush. Just flow like melted snow within my touch. Adorn your love, lust, eyes. You felt the temperature in my neck to quickly rise, felt you were delectable feast. So I ate you like my sweet potato pecan pie, eating contest prize. Slowly. So you can count blindfolded every taste button on my tongue like you know me. Since young. Maybe that's the reason I circled on your breast, only squirted out black essence, which had me sprung. So close, connected, color side me, twin, my tongue mixed with your pretty tongue. Young, young, then some, and then some. Your body language in any language shows I spoke to the core of you. So deep within, like my hands held bid the pyramids of Khufu, Thai Egyptian queen and king touch tomb. You remind me of Mother Earth. You nurture me within your womb. I wait a hundred and eight years of a hundred and one was too soon. Yeah, right. I want to be so tight, seemingly intertwined. Be the age and silk woven in your cocoon. Watch the moon lose and competing to outglow your shine. I send sunbeams of your daydreams. Call it a sun kiss. Bubbly and sweet, universally divine. Always perturbable when we grease. There's a sparkle in your third eye. So like you, I started at your temple before I took the journey to explore to your temple. The way your soul moved to my heart beats, we created a harmonious temple. Too fast to be slow. We grew begun at the root to better proceed to help promote growth. Teaching on knowledge I knew, I didn't know. All but for the first kiss, second embrace. Third taste of the fourth mist, which had me truly intoxicated off your fifth. Only thing more amazing is the number after six. Call your blessing similar to heaven sent. That's my thoughts. That was really good. You know, you're... Your voice is like a horn. It's like a musical instrument. It just vibrates, you know, through the phone. And it just grabs, it's easy to, for you to grab people's attention because of your voice. And it's very distinctive. And I really liked your words. You know, your piece was very spiritual. So Thank it meant a lot. That. Appreciate that. Brother, oh, no problem. Brother Rob? 
Yes, yeah, sister. You know, I kind of got to echo off of what you was talking about to a certain extent with his voice and stuff. But I'm going to ask my guy a question and shit. Hey, yo, Romeo, I know you don't got a lot of booty with that voice, right? Tell the truth. Come on, man. Tell the truth. Shame devil. Come on, man. Huh? Huh? Well, huh? well I don't yeah. actually hear what y'all hear, so I have to say no. I dig it, man. Well, what you ain't hearing is some cool stuff, dude. That voice is real mellow and stuff, especially for a poet and stuff, being that dope and stuff, man. With it that low and stuff, man, you probably could have a girl's job like screaming like they did with Luther back in the day and stuff, man. Keep on doing what you're doing, man. Love your flow and stuff, man. That poem was tight, no doubt. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Sister Sabrina. Sabrina, check and see if you muted. Hello. Okay. All right. Well, we're not we're not hearing our sister in the moment. Um, but definitely enjoyed your piece, Romeo. It's a misconception. Um, truly, truly enjoyed when you express yourself. Thank you so much for giving the folks Thank a little you. bit of what you offer. Black eyes. Appreciate that misconception. <laughs> Thank you so much. Black eyes. Yeah, my apologies. I did have Sister Sabrina on mute. She had dropped off and called back in, so her position on the board had changed. Thank you so much, brother, for calling in, man. As as always, you know, this is my brother. Um, um, you know, when he's in Chicago, I love to kick it with the brother. And, yeah, thanks um, for showing me around the town. Appreciate the hospitality, sir. Man, definitely, brother. That's what we got to do, and hopefully I'll be able to Mouth uh, off. <laughs> be, be in Ohio pretty soon, so... Uh, maybe we can pick up on that next year, brother. Thank you so much, man. Indeed. Y'all be blessed. And much success to y'all. You too, man. We we, we reciprocate that love. We're going to go ahead and go to Joseph Nathaniel King, Jersey, in the building, Brick City. What's going on, Ice, Poet Family? Um, I Mm -hmm. just want to say, Romeo, man, you're just, you're a beast, man. And you every award you get, you deserve it. I, I, I haven't, I haven't ran into a a, a, a much successful brother. I, well, I haven't met him yet, but just watching and, and hearing him, so humble. Most people they they get a little award and you know they they running around, don't want to support nobody, but they just think it's about them. So I, I appreciate what Romeo doing because he, he I, I'm a fan. So I'm not a fan of Mojito. I appreciate that right back, Mr. J.N.K., Mr. Freestyle King. I appreciate that. Um, I, I, want, I wanted to do a piece um, y'all on uh, the, the, uh, about the neighborhoods and stuff. I'm like, wow, y'all, y'all really, it, it's universal. It's happening in, in North and Irvington and over the area where I live, even in Jersey City. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad because it's it's like uh, we work hard. Parents work hard to have a house that all we have to do is, you know, the mortgage is paid off and stuff, but because of things that are happening, but I want to be brought out and, you know, it's about money. It's about doing what uh, society wants instead of what the community needs. Um, but it's just, I'm not really into that. It's just from what I see, what I hear, I'm a learner of, of, of that. But I wanted to do a piece uh, that reflects to everybody who can, uh, a lot of people can comprehend on. Okay, here we go. 
I opened my eyes and hoping that my eyes will be closed physically because the eyes within my heart are bleeding with HTO falling from intoxication, not from drinking, but crying to find that my blood and my teardrops have been intoxicated or poisonous to my tongue. How can you express losing a loved one when your loved one doesn't know she's gone? She's still sleeping, but you're you're far away in the place where your intoxication makes you incarcerated mentally. You are in the place where no one can see you. They can't feel you. They can't experience you. But all you can do is pray, right? Put your prayers and not being answered because there's no faith. You're just speaking so people can hear you, but there's no faith. It's called the fake landmine of mind that exploded because of facts that you have associated and them have associated. And us, we have associated with people who are bondage, ankle chain bondage to our habitation of growth. The Egyptian mind never had a place to grow because we never had a purpose to look forward because we were stagnated to looking at the past. I never wanted to be. I never wanted to say. I never wanted to run. But I had to hide and look behind the glass that was tinted because they couldn't see me because of my complexion. But I saw them, those in armed forces, those who in authority, those judges are wicked. How could they rape an 18-year-old girl who was intoxicated with their own medication? A station identification, 911 doesn't exist in my town anymore. So if I call a public of an enemy, I wonder what would they send me? I am not free anymore. So the revolution will not be televised because the television, I'm watching them murder me and them and us and God we don't trust because he's no longer in the schools anymore. So how can we trust someone that we pushed out the doors? I'm hoping that teardrops will fall with a teardrop of faith and a teardrop of realness because the realness that we speak and I speak and I hear, it doesn't faze me anymore. I only run when I hear gunshots blasting through my door in peace. Yeah, that was great because I felt like – I felt like for a minute I was talking to my best friend or something like you were sitting in a chair and I was sitting on a chair and, you know, you were just telling me everything that was on your heart and I felt it and I saw that. And, um, you know, you're, how can I say this? Uh, Because I was thinking this when you were, when you were reading, but it sounded like you were trying to run away, like you just wanted an escape. And I heard that in your voice. And um, But I actually mean that in a good way because I like people who, when they mean something, they mean it. And I know that you meant everything that you said. So, yeah, tonight, I mean, this is a very hot topic. And, you know, we are one, definitely. 
And I really enjoy hearing that. Brother Rod? Yes, indeed, sister. I got to fall on your heels with that one. I mean, that piece was real heavy. It was deep, and, and like she said, it's like, you, it's like you're sitting in the living room with grown folks around, you know, and you was just talking, you know what I'm saying? But the compassion that came from you, brother, that's kind of like the difference between spoken word and poetry, for real, for real, and that was spoken word. That was all heart. That was all love. I mean, brother, you got something going on on that tip right there and stuff, man. Uh, love the energy, man. And just the truth that came with it along with, you know, the whole package, brother. Love what you do, man. Keep on doing what you do. No doubt. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Sister Sabrina. Hey, thank you for thank you. That was a that was a very, very powerful powerful piece and I felt every single word and it took me it, it had so many things going through my mind having a hearing and the self conviction and as it's in self in prison, also how we're put in prison and convicted by society, and how we're, it's a, a lot of elements. And I felt, I felt the struggle, I felt the internal, and this internal struggle of being blinded and not seeing that we need to be heard. And every, all, these, all these emotions, like all these struggles currently going on, I've been fighting for it. I hear it in your voice, and you portray it so well in the poetry. Thank you so, so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Enjoy your peace. Enjoy your expression always. The energy that you lent to this evening, just kind of following along with just, you know, this is what's going on. You know, keep ear to it, keep eye on it, keep your heart with it. So thank you so much. I appreciate your expression. Absolutely. Um, ladies and gentlemen, there with our brother JMK. I love you, brother. We love you, brother. Keep letting that pen bleed. Keep letting that line and those words flow. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you for having me. We're going to keep this um, poetic train moving on. Uh, Chicago, who's this? State your name. Where are you calling from in Chicago? And uh, what you got? Hello. Hi, how are y'all? Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Yasmin. Yes, yes, that's my cousin. Well, <laughs> oh, hey, Yasmin, what's going on? You been Nothing enjoying the show tonight? Yes, very much. Very a lot of inspiring words. Very, um, enjoying it very deeply. Thank you. Are you going to recite a poem for us tonight? Yes, um, I I did prepare a piece tonight. Um. What I wanted to recite it, I didn't have time to get it off my um, email, but I did prepare something like um, called Mama. Mama. Give me me one moment. You're going to be number one in our speed round. Let me bring on the next caller, Chicago. Who's this? State your name. Where you calling from in Chicago? Hello. Yeah, Chicago. Who's this? Uh, My name is um, Jonathan Julian, J-U-L-I-O-N. Okay, Jonathan, Julian, you're going to go right after Yasmin. So as soon as she's finished with her poem, that should be the start of your poem. In this portion of our show, there are no introductions. There are no, the name of my title is this, and explaining your poem. Not at this portion of the show. This is called the speed round. So it's just one poem after the other, nonstop flow. So Yasmin, you're going to be number one. 
Jonathan, okay. you're going to be number two. Let's go to Florida, Florida. Who's this? State your name. Where you're calling from in Florida? Um, this is Lady of Love, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Lady of Love is in the building. What's up, love? Hey, black guys, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You're going to be number three in the speed round. Jasmine, number one. Jonathan, number two. Lady of Love, number three. Somebody got some um, background noise in their phone, so please put your phone on mute. Okay, cool. So, again, Yasmeen, Jonathan, Lady Love, let's go ahead and bring on the next caller, Chicago. Who's this? State your name. Where are you calling from in Chicago? Chicago. I'm sorry. Whoever the dog in the background, just please put your phone on mute for us. Um, okay, we just opened up a, a, another Chicago caller. When you hear the sound that say you are now unmuted, that's talking about you. Um, Chicago, who's this? And if you're just listening, just let us know you're just listening. Okay. Well, then we have Yasmin, we have Jonathan, we have Lady Love, and I believe that's it for this particular round. Um, Yasmin, kick us off. Let's go. Mama, people look for their true meaning for existence. Their path, guy light, your was clear. Fear, fall, fear fall into that category, but never for fame or glory. Never really seekers or a constant movie creeper, but your love grows strong. A path of unknown light circles around that scares me because I don't know what my fate have in store for me. Pain and suffering you endure, but I hold your hand till the very end. Love and passion I Love and passion, a true leader, a hero. No fear, but no, but not a lot of pain. Deeply saddened, deeply saddened to this point that I feel like I've been slapped, stabbed to death. Words of a three-year-old spoken for her deceased mother. Like stepping out to a wintry storm, feel achy yet so strong, deeply inspiring a shoot t-shirt and a fighter. You won many battles. Now, if God wills, you took over the world. Lies in paradise while we fight the desert storm. You stood by me on every ground and level. You earned your peace. Enjoy all the wonderful pleasures, especially since you wasn't a really nice collector. Always with a smile, Mama. I pray I become half the woman you ever were. Queen of my heart, perfect death of my soul, in peace. Hello? Hello? Uh, 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 yes, Anthony. Jonathan, it's on you. Okay, I'm ready. Chirac. Welcome to Chirac. Where the people uh, want to yeah. hate on you. Where the people want to hate on you because you're black. 
Or if you get in a stupid argument, they want to talk about you behind your back, trying to call for 911. Huh, good luck. It works with a serious attack. It's a place where blunt stuff or small stuff and lit up for any occasion. Trying to get high will change change your friend, change their whole mood, and maybe use your persuasion. Bullets say fly high in the sky. Only mothers can do is cry. Children try to go to school so they can change the world. Defending my title like I'm defending my girl. Try to look, rely on others to figure out who you really are. But when you do figure out who you really are, haters just look past you as if you were just a shooting star. The tension in turn saves too much bliss. Being new to the game gets you talked about or even this. They say, get money or die trying, and that's their slogan. Hang on the new kid because his name is Michael Hogan. Hating on the new kid because his name is Michael Hogan. The great old woman because she can't even grow, making her first, making her so feel so insecure when she tries to grow. She tries to make friends because the world makes her feel so alone. It's a city where they force you to forget all the things that you were taught and known. People say trying to new people start say trying to act new to the game like seasons. Don't have an agenda. People talk about you, and they don't have to get into reasons. So I say good luck in Chirac, because once you're in, I hope you find that one person that can have your back. I hope people future people treat you respect when it's due, because we got people dying every day, and we're not paying attention like we're playing get to. It's why we choose not to solve our problems and chill. Yeah, we think it's okay just to shoot and kill. This is Chirac. I looked at myself and beside myself. I started a conversation with Ty. For it will be he who will definitely walk through with me to the gates of eternity. I felt maybe I have spent too much of his value on situations and people who had no measure to help me or even care for real about me. Ty, do I apologize for the vast waste of you when I study my journey I think it wasted not, for every step as I reflect was a course of learning and growth. Information gained is worth more than any amount of treasure. Wisdom applied to my library of wise can't be extracted and made null. Personal growth, there is no compare. I am where I should be on the highway of life time. I may have had some pause and delay. I needed that for deep evacuation, evacuation and excavation for knowledge's sake. Seek and ye shall find. I thought I found. I sought and I found. This has been added to my information center, supporting as I teach among my beloved. The, The delays are what I want to reconcile with time. Time waved me on. I trod on. There is none to reconcile. There are some glorious things I feel deep within the center of my soul. Time is refraining my forward motion on it. I try to rise into the cosmic atmosphere where there is no space nor time and was rebuked in and for the human push. I'm almost confused. My issue lies within my instant gratification. That was the fuel that wasted the time I speak. Oh, let my heart sing. Hush not my song of love. Yet there is so much more. I realized it was my selfish speaking. My God has been so good to me. I should be dead. 
but he saw fit to use me. My testimony is my spoken word. I may have a message that may speak to flesh, but that is the temple that houses the spirit that governs the precious dirt house. Oh, to rescue me from the lot of instant. I know I can make it. My glorious walks with me until it's that time. In peace. I was sitting under my Capricorn moon. The room was dark, but crystalline showing off shadows on the floor. And I was wearing a satin blue, my legs extended outward, unable to find sleep, so the night owed me itself. The radio was on, and I heard a voice like no other. It was so good. I couldn't hear any beats, just the drum of my own heart. I started to get up and adjust the volume, but the tone of his voice was enough. He was talking about love. It resonated with my experiences. He wasn't just singing about it. He was for real, speaking about the girl whose heart was positioned in the Capricorn moon. This felt like a Piscean dream. He told me I was unemotional and broke his heart. I met him on the 6 o'clock train on a Monday, and it was the start of something new. We were like May and December, polar opposites, and it was seasonal but a moment of a lifetime. My phone carried a tune with the song, but it wasn't carried away, and eventually silenced. It was someone I knew back when life wasn't missing, someone who is the reason why I'm in the stage to recovery. Do you understand what I'm saying? Perhaps I'm thinking complicated or drunk in love. I haven't consumed any bottles like the man on the radio, yet I'm intoxicated. He doesn't have to wonder why he loves me because the feeling was already defined. I don't realize I'm already laid back on the bed, my face wet, cleansing my outer existence. This feels like a tragedy, but I need no doctor. My eyes are swollen open, forced to stay that way. The words are real, and my heart took them as cruel. I've been running, but now I'm crippled, and all it took was that voice because it got me from the very beginning, and I was taken by it. I clutched the cross on my chest as I breathed in and out. It was the first time I ever felt conscious of my breathing in a very long time. In fact, it's the first time I ever felt alive because I've closed so many off, so many good times. I don't remember how long the song was. However long it was extended grabbed my attention the short time it played. Then I heard no more. He sedated me, and when I awoke, I noticed the dry tears on the pillow, or were they prayers? The secrets of my heart were out in the open, but promises to keep. The radio was still on, but it was a morning show. As I got ready for the day, I thought about the man on the radio. I feel like we met each other before, and I broke his heart. All this time, I was like a point being missed. Nobody else could understand what I was feeling, like outsiders who didn't want to come in. Once again that night, I wore a satin blue. But this was a different design. I turned on the radio, waiting for the man who kissed my heart to play again. It was a little before midnight, and he met me the exact same time. For the first time, I felt what yin and yang felt like. Nothing was holding me but gravity, and I seemed to float as this man told his story. We were together about four minutes, but it felt like the longest moment. He made me feel the same way I did yesterday, except this time I did not cry, but I smiled. I sang the song with him, even though I didn't know the words, too. It was like meeting someone who I always knew. I lost my sadness and confusion and gained a new heart, all thanks to the man on the radio. In peace. All right, all right. Wonderful speed round there. Who was our last person? I'm sorry. Okay, are you guys hearing me? I'm hearing you. Yeah. I heard yeah. I heard Yasmin, Jonathan, 
Lady of Lady Love, of love and then there her. was the fourth that I was, was trying to find out. Yeah. Who was the fourth? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that was me, Natalie. Oh, hey, Natalie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> we were, we were like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. We on board. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you are tuned into it. That was just our speed round here in the 9 o'clock hour on three-time National Poetry Award winning POET Radio Voices Behind the Pen. We had Yasmin. We had Jonathan Julian. We had Lady of Love. And our sister Natalie hopped in there on the end and rounded us off. Fire speed round. Truly, truly enjoy it. All of you, thank you so much. My goodness. <laughs> that was I <laughs> Loved it. Everybody's been carrying on such a good vibe this evening and just really doing their thing. Um, Mother Wit, we see you out there in the chat room. Let's yeah. go ahead and go to Chicago, Miss Concession, and see who this is. Chicago, who's this? This is Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. L- from the <laughs> That's cool. Um, is this your first time Poetic Justice on the show? I believe so. I'm not for sure, though. Well, welcome. Okay, okay. Well, welcome to the show. And you said okay. you're calling from where? I'm calling from the Schomburg area. Schomburg area. Yeah. you way out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Look, we're glad that you're called in to our show. Um, you have a new home on Monday nights, so whenever you um, want to join us on Monday nights, please don't hesitate to call in. As a matter of fact, this station runs Sunday through Friday. Okay. So there are some shows on tomorrow and Wednesday also as well. We'll talk about that as we get into the show. But um, we want you to hold on because you're going to be the first in this speed round. We're going to go ahead and bring on our next caller. State your name, where you're calling from, caller. Hello, everybody. This is Mama Ola Dayji. Peace and love, Mama O. How are you? Mama O is in the building. Hey, love. How you been? I'm hanging in there to be almost 70 years old. I've been hanging in there for a long time. That's <laughs> what so I'm talking about. Almost 70 years young. That's what we're going to call it out. Okay. So, I'm enjoying so we got poetry. I, I heard misconception, and I said, well, let me go over and hear some more. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I appreciate you, sister. Okay, misconception. Call out the speed round. We got two um, in this one, and then we'll turn it over to the host. Absolutely. We have Poetic Justice from a Schaumburg area here in Illinois, and we have Mama O. Thank you for coming through. And are we going to have the host join in just behind them, Black Eyes? Uh, let me ask this question before we go there. Is there anyone else that's on the show that has not had a chance to spit tonight? Is there anyone else on the show that has not had a chance or an opportunity to spit tonight? We want to make sure that we got everyone. Okay, it looks like everyone has um, had their chance and their opportunity. So we're going to... Um, uh, fall out with poetic justice, uh, Mama, uh, Mama O, and uh, we're gonna go straight into the host. Passion poetic is. Kick okay. us off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Passion is viewed as a misconception of what the emotions are really saying. Dealing with life's ups and downs and the promises that are being delayed the tricks and traps that society display, 
has caused this nation to join together temporarily with one focus to pray that the shootings and murders would somehow evaporate and our young men and women would have the opportunity to be around long enough to watch their children embrace better days instead of the consistent reminder why black lives are a non-factor. Trayvon Martin walking down the street, stopping by a corner store for a snack to eat, while a neighborhood watch resident by the name of George Zimmerman decides to take things into his own hands. Instead of being charged with murder, the verdict was self-defense. Even after he was told not to pursue Trayvon, the family, along with this nation, grieved the bloodshed of another young black man and the murderer was allowed to walk away free yet again. Mike Brown, who was down on his knees, don't shoot, hands up, and a cop who was determined to prove a point by refusing to use his handcuffs. Eric Gardner being choked while repeating over and over again, I can't breathe, and the continual misuse of authority by the police. Sandra Bland, who executed her rights as a U.S. citizen, then the force of another officer who refused to do things differently by exposure of aggression through his authority. The countless victims who didn't receive the media's attention and the limitless files that go cold when the police are involved, that's never mentioned. Hiding behind the skirt of a sworn secret society when you vow to serve and protect, then in the same breath, all you do is lie to me. The only kind of passion that you've exposed is manipulation, control, deception, and hate by acting as if you are above the law and demonstrating that from case to case. You have politicians using the tragedy and heartaches of families for personal gain, pretending to empathize with the depth of their pain while those who with the license to kill tune out the volume of each bleeding heart when they're the ones who are responsible for each family suffocating and wandering in the dark instead of taking ownership for their part, causing anger and disgust. Yet you wonder why the people are refusing to trust anything that you have to say because of your perception of us. Don't forget about the numerous children shot and killed accidental. What about those because of their looks you chose to be judgmental? Oh, I'm sorry, but I swear that that was the person that I was looking for. You were sure that he was identical. Statistics show that more than 4.7% of our black males are incarcerated over any other race due to public defenders being repeat offenders and prosecutors who are reluctant to offer state-funded programs to our young men preventing our youth from being exposed to something more than a life in the streets, announcing to the world that they will never be successful and only live a life of defeat, trapped in a community filled with poverty, not being able to see past their ancestors' tragedies, trained and chained to be brainwashed of habitual confession of what the white man did to me allowing the injustices of society to keep it in a mental cage while the media's continual exposure of the black man's rage. There are two sides to every story, and you, black men, must be determined to rewrite your history. The man that called her wife 
Domestic violence poem. Mama Oladeji Aron Queen. Battered, beaten, bruised, and torn, scorned. Women in the boardroom or be a nursing mother. The alley to the gutter. From maid, servant, wife, or slave, lust and shame follows our names. No way to say no. Mothers in the church, we pray, and no way to explain as we sing. Keeping time with the music we play, whispers in the back of us as we shout and pray. Had so many children to care for that we bore. Life for us, just one big old chore. Circumstances dictated that we live in shacks, no indoor running water in the shack, in the back. Just a spigot and a toilet in the yard. Out back, from the age of 14 until well into our 50s, we had no voice, are now faced with no choice. We gave birth to our little brown babies. We smiled, sacrificed, and happiness, and sacrificed our own, our own lives, pretended to hold on when our faith had long died. We'd wash, cook, sew, clean, garden, and teach in hopes that the children we bore knew not nor suffered the same strife as we led in this life. When our children saw the wounds and the pain we've endured, we asked God, let them not be bitter nor dismayed. Let them succeed and by his mercy be cured as the light in our eyes now dim and is soon to be snuffed. The average black woman has been through enough. Battle after battle, we survived every war. Some women were self-made, others evolved higher in spite of the odds. Though the abuser at home did not want her to score, battered and beaten, she still held her own. Though she never saw Jesus, somehow she still soared became professors and doctors, surgeons, inventors, musicians, and clergymen, scientists, dentists, and politicians, even bedwinches and whores. Did what it took to survive. We even scrubbed floors. Disaster after disaster. There's nothing in this world the black woman has not conquered and mastered. But she crosses over and is on the other shore when her days on earth are finally done and she wants to cleanse her soul. She'll tell God of all the things that hurt her most here in this earthly life was being Mm -hmm. battered, bruised, and beaten by the man that called her wife. Nellie? I'm here. All right. I have this love-hate relationship with my mother, You see, my entire life, she was never involved. She was like a whisper unspoken. For I heard stories about her and knew she was alive or how alive she was, but what could I say and how was I supposed to care? I was raised by another woman my father married, so she was all I knew. I went over to my grandmother's house one time and met the family, but I felt so strange like a child from a third-world country surrounded by American English, so popular but unfamiliar. I was only seven years old. What could I do? How was I supposed to act? They all pointed at me and said, you're one of us, one of whom, I thought to myself. I felt like an unsolved mystery, and I didn't know the people from who, what, and where. I was just so frozen in shock, like the people really claim you when they were never there. 
I saw my mother there. My seven-year-old mind said, I'm surprised she knows my name. Like, I'm a celebrity, and the entire world knows what I look like, but I don't know the world. I merely existed in that house, but too scared to exist because the whispers and stories made me feel unwelcome, like a diabetic shock to a vegan. Yes, your mother is the black sheep of the family, and all of her kids are bastards. No matter how nice she was to me, I didn't care if she held me in her womb for nine months, and that didn't mean a damn thing to me, even at seven years old. Fast forward to my 20s, and after not hearing from this woman, she appears in and out, like an on-and-off-again boyfriend. We didn't really have much to talk about, and when we did, it was more about her time in prison and her past. Sure, she asked me questions about myself, but she seemed so sorry for not being there, but it was already forgiven. I gave her a chance in the beginning, and it worked for just a minute, but each waking moment, I waited for the climax, but things didn't build up to get to that point, and I waited for the conclusion a good one, but there was no story for the conclusion to happen. It was just a few pages written and no more. So now my mother is still in the very beginning, and I realize there is a conclusion, all right, an alpha and an omega. I thought of who I wanted my mother to be and who I knew she really was, so I juxtaposed two and two together. I finally realized that I wait for no one. Life is like a moving train, and if you want something bad enough, you wouldn't wait to get it. I was mad at her at the time, but there was a message to my madness. She may or may not hear what I have to say on this, and even though it's unlisted, it's still written in the white pages. I was on board a long time ago, and images of her disappear far and far away with the broken memories I left behind, because with her, I don't see her face in the whole mirror, but pieces of it in broken glass. In peace. Feeling spiritually strong, yet mentally in question. Wild combination, huh? Thank God for blessing me with high self-esteem because right I'm slowly but surely not feeling appreciated right about now. A peaceful spirit is what I'm blessed with, but naturally sometimes I want to turn into a prophet of rage. Got all the tools to act like Quentin and go on a rampage, but all I need is a pen, a pad, an open mic, and a stage. Well, really just a pen and a pad because right now it's helping to ease the weight. By the time I get to the open mic, I might not be mad no more, and that would make me fake. And that's not the way I like to do my stuff. You know what I'm saying? God ain't going to allow none of us to hold a weight too much for us to bear, and I've seen worse. I'm a spoken word artist, a poet, one among many of the most underestimated, undervalued, underpaid entertainers on the planet Earth. Most folks have no idea the type of thing spoken word artists got to go through. Quick example, a few years ago I was invited out to a venue. They had a DJ, a singer, a poet, and everybody got paid except guess who? I didn't even know it at the time until I spoke to the sister and the brother, so I tracked down the folks that invited me, and I approached the motherfucker. Real smooth, though. I said, uh, so how's my performance, brother? Did I represent? He said, yes, sir, like a soldier. I said, well, how come everybody got paid except for me? He said, well, at the time, the kitty was getting kind of low, and we figured you just wanted the exposure. I paused just like that. Y'all saw me. I said, uh, yo, man, what the f-? He was like, nah, Slim. I was like, nah, nah, nothing, G. It's not your responsible, responsibility to assume anything as far as it's concerned to me. When you invited me to the venue and you told me you was charging at the door, I thought I was going to get paid automatically. Y'all niggas kill me. Poets want to eat off their skills just like everybody else. And it's for future reference, if I want some exposure, just like when I'm with the woman I love or when I go to the bathroom, I'll make it my business to expose myself. So, brother, caught an attitude. He started trying to get loud. And everybody got to look in, and here comes security guard, no doubt. Before you knew it, I got thrown the fuck out. 
So now I'm in the back alley, pacing back and forth, smoking cigarettes, thinking about nothing but vengeance. Then I spotted his car. Then I spotted a pile of dog doo-doo. Then I spotted a spoon next to the dumpster. And I was going to put some on his car door handle because I knew he was going to put his hand in it. Then I got to thinking, shit, like I should. You know, every day is a day of work. While activity can lead to evil, inactivity can't lead up to anything good. That being said, I figured uh, I felt a slight grin come across my face. Then I said to myself, if I had just said I wanted to get paid for this performance, we wouldn't have to be going through this drama in the first damn place. In this business, we shouldn't expect other folks to have our best interests. This is true. And to all my future, my poetry compadres, if you ever find yourself performing at anybody's venue and you want to get paid, let them know. And if they can't do it, it's up to you to do what you want to do. Cool? And all the vengeance that I thought I wanted, I really didn't want it. So no, I didn't put no dog doodle on this car door handle. I just paid a homeless man $10 to go pee on it. In peace. My heart is tied to this iron zen. Second is this illusioned world where frustration has no end. I can't help not to comprehend. Walking over this cloud above my head, endless darkness, darkness below my feet. Walking already dead, surrounded by broken, unfulfilled dreams. I walk cloaked and desensitized, invisible, untouched, and unnoticed. That's my peace. And I smile because I have yet to be touched and mangled to the arms, claws, reaching for me to mingle in their quest of peace of demise. I will not be moved. I will not be bothered. I will not let my soul be disturbed. And I will shoot it with a smile. I use the fire, tears, and gas. I walk cautiously with sense of blood and ash, reminded quickly before me with an unforeseen flash that I am lucky I just missed one. A moment of peace and time saved. I hold on to it tightly. I can't spare you change because I need it too. I don't have enough pockets to dig through. My hands come up empty but marked with long life, and yet I raise them before me in strife. The ground seems so comforting, but my knees, though shaky, won't buckle. They won't let my lungs surrender to this gravity. They won't let my heart beat the ground. It's becoming quieter than silence. I walk haunted with hope of ghosts in my peripheral vision. My heart is troubled to acknowledge its existence or accept what I see. To acknowledge the shadows of once lived life on the seat cross on the street corner, Huddle in the grip of sitting cold wind, I ponder, this is how I walk, this is how I live, haunted that this is a very reality in which no one is immune. So allow me to give you a peace of mind and peace. It's my conversation with God with just a little candor. Sometimes I get stuck but feel strong and formed but stop and wonder. Like ancient pyramids and symbolically treasured monuments, I said I cannot be broken nor will I crumble. Like the willow tree, I wave with the wind, yet when I take on human form to walk to you, I stumble. Holding energy that is creation and kinetic, I strive to maintain my sights to follow your way as my guide, prophetic. Lead me into the right direction. I need you to reach perfection. I have been worn and weakened, but still I hear the loudness of the lesson. With every lingering pain, I know that I am still alive and ever so thankful for that blessing. I yell out to you, but my voice comes out in silence. I drop my head in defeat, ready to accept more troubled mileage, ready to travel the roads in faith, believing I'll arrive at survival as long as I'm obedient to your message. I can't help but begin to stagger into blessing. All of the aforementioned is true of my heart, but my emotions take over, and on some days it's a battle I don't want to start. 
I feel like my feet no longer make tread, even though the pavement is wet and ready to have the stripes of change painted. I take several turns, and although I don't want to walk through the valleys of hatred, ready to put in the work so that our young will make it. I question why these things are still happening, why my creator is allowing destruction, knowing they always taught me don't question the way, but that I should just follow along and play. I still want a piece of peace to interrupt this, so I turn into the light prepared to stand in this, taking on the assignment of my gift to heal the village. In this questioning, I've been issued my purpose. My creator, I hear you. I hear you after my prayers and petitions. Yes, I will be diligent and turn to the way of the righteous. And with added strength in my spirit, I will survive this. We will survive this. I see that you sent and lifted me with the force of fellow griots, messengers, and writers. Our greatest gift has been revealed as our destiny that appears in this tainted tale of life. We've been ordained to change, and for our survival, we shall write and rewrite this. Thanks and continue to bless our voices that come from behind our pens, that in divine order we may usher change in. And that is, of course, that peace. We thank you so very much for tuning in with us this evening on POET Radio, Voices Behind the Pen, three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio. We love you. We continue to join together with you in prayers for peace universally. And you have been hosted tonight by Black Ice. Our sister Natalie has been with us. Big up to our sister Mary Rogers for joining us and being on the line the entire show. We've had Brother Rob here with us. We've had our sister Sabrina and our misconception. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for being here. We love you. Peace and blessings. Have a good night. Peace. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.